Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September the 10th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, let's see, I had a really fun night last night. I wound up going out, doing some north side hangs with the homies. Had a really good time. Did it up. And, um, you know, of course, my favorite part is I didn't puke. I always love that. I always love when I get to, you know, round all my bases and, you know, I didn't throw up at the end of the night. So we rallied and that was great. Uh, let's see. Uh, food Corner. I did have some pizza at Chameleon and it was yummy. I will say it was like so hot and gooey that I had to eat it with a fork. And I'm like, you know what? Hey, this is this is growing up, right? This is this is getting older. You know, sometimes you got to make these decisions. You got to boss up and just pick up the fork. You know, I don't know. So that's what we did. Uh, so that was good. That was tasty. Also, uh, just like finishing out the night, like in Max Rat fashion, I like ended with like a cracker and a nice piece of cheese. And uh, that was nice. It was really cute. Uh, let's see. Also, a little gaming corner. I actually got to game instead of just spectating for a change. My friend... He got Baldur's Gate 3. I've talked about that game before on the pod. And uh, I'm a big fan. Really enjoy it. And he explained to me, like, how cool the couch co-op was. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I know it's a thing. And he's like, yeah, you can just, like, make a character and just hop in if you want. And I was like, what? Like, I, I was just, like, kind of thrown off by that. And you just like, pop in the character. And that's what we did. So I was able to play. I made my little orc, half-orc character. So that was fun. It was cool. Did some slaying. Um, all right. Let's see, enough about the gaming, enough about the pizza. Let's talk about some news uh, before I take my little break. <laughs> or after I take my little break, I should say. Before, during, after, you know, news is happening all the time, everywhere, all at once. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Golden down some yummy water today. Try to stay hydrated. All right. From Reuters, G20 summit wraps up in New Delhi. Macron says it confirms isolation of Russia. The G20 summit in New Delhi ended in Sunday as India handed over the bloc presidency to Brazil, while both the U.S. and Russia praised the consensus that did not condemn Moscow for the war in Ukraine but called on members to shun its use of force. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi asked the group leaders to hold a virtual meeting in November to review progress on policy suggestions and goals announced at this weekend, at the weekend. So, um, I mean, yeah, the, the top, you know, global, you know, heads of the world, uh, like 20 of them, all got together, uh, I believe... Russia participated, but um, not the president, you know, Putin. Putin didn't show. And then uh, Xi Jinping did not show up as well. But, um, you know, a lot of big heads came together. You know, they did some smoozing. I think they did some, like, bare feet walking to Gandhi's, like, memorial or something, I guess. That was a thing. Uh, but, yeah, 
uh, a lot of talk this year was about uh, the Ukraine-Russia situation. I can't remember if we talked about the G20 last year or the last time it was a thing. But um, then it was also that, you know, talking about uh, the invasion, you know, Russia into and Ukraine, all that bullshit. And they were a little bit more harder there, like a little bit more like stern. But in this situation, they kind of not had a neutral thing. They were just saying like, hey, the taking of territory is wrong. But they didn't call out Russia like they, they did before. So, I mean, the West kind of says, hey, um, you know, we, we got what we needed to get out here. We got a good statement out. This was good. Apparently, you know, Russia's kind of like, hey, you know, they didn't like actually call us out or anything like that. So that kind of abides what we wanted. Uh, Ukraine's like, ah, we're not happy with this. We didn't like what we heard here. But, um, you know, that's kind of more or less a takeaway here. It was a lot of chit-chatting, declarations to work on this, that, and the third. Uh, it's supposed to be like a big schmoozing thing, I feel like, for, you know, these political leaders. They do a lot of side talk, you know, do a little pull aside, little chit chats. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see if, you know, anything comes of it. Hopefully it's fruitful. I do think, though, this kind of adds to the number of, like, you know, flexes for India, which is, you know, cool. It's very interesting. I've heard a lot of talk about uh, just the conversation of competition between india and china because you know it's a, it's a race on population and i think they say that like you know india is now you know shot up in the head now you know with the highest like population um and it's just where they're gonna go with it you know where they're gonna go with you know their policies and things of that nature and you know their progress in terms of an industry yada 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 all that shit so you know and, and we talked about this before they went to the moon they're still doing that shit. I think they're doing, like, solar surveys of the sun or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, big things are happening for India. Big talks are happening. And I guess, you know, Brazil is up next. But, uh, yeah. Uh, we can go ahead and move along now. Uh, from The Guardian. Complete models of human embryos created from stem cells in lab. Researchers have complete or have created complete models of human embryos from stem cells in the lab and grown them outside of the womb in work that paves the way for advances in fer fertility, pharmaceutical testing, and transplants. Tiny balls of tissue were made by combining stem cells that arrange themselves into structures that mimic the 3D organization of all the known features found in human embryos from one to two weeks old. This is the first embryo model that has structural compartment organization and morphological similarity to a human embryo at day 14, said Professor Jacob Hanna, who led the research at Wiseman Institute in Israel. At two weeks, the ball of the cells were about half of a millimeter wide. Now, also, I believe it's very key on how they're describing this saying that look this is a model it's not a human and you know there's more instances on like why it is that way how they can say that but this is also i think from you know listening to like the bbc news podcast they say that this is a bit of a loophole where because it's not human there isn't that like there's a two-week stoppage where you can't do any kind of real human embryo testing like it's, it's deemed unethical so this isn't a human and they're like, look, by all definition, it couldn't be like 
melded to the womb or like stitched to the womb. We can't do that. There's no brain activity or anything like that. This is just for you know the the research purposes, the things that we might want to do for it, and and that's it. But they want to be able to go longer than the 14 days and do more experimentation. So this is how they're able to do it. But it does feel like the way I read it and some of the takeaways, it's just like, well, I mean, it seems like you could just augment it to maybe make it. And if you could successfully sew it to the womb, right? I don't know. I mean, this is me speculating and just thinking, like, would that work? And and I'm over here thinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, you could literally, like, be making little stem cell babies. Um, and, and the conversation of stem cells is interesting to me. I can't remember. It was just sometime post Dolly, the llama, the little clone thing. And I remember... There was always a lot of talk about stem cells, and I was like, this is a very interesting conversation. I have no idea what's going on. I just know that, like, conservatives are really mad about it, and they do not want us to be experimenting on stem cells. They think it's really bad, but it also seemed interesting because it's like, it seems like with these stem cells, you could, like, do just a crazy, crazy amazing things to help the human body and, and just do great advancements. So I was very, like, curious where that might go someday. And now look at us. We're like over here just arguing about other stupid, dumb shit that we shouldn't be and just not allowing people to be people and, you know, have their rights and autonomy. But whatever. Um, I do find this to be a cool jump in science. Uh, I don't know where it's going to go in terms of like if people are going to, you know, naysay it or just be super happy. It seems like they're happy from this article. Um, It seems like there's a lot of things that they might be able to do. Um, Let me see. I do want to read this quote here. Do they have the right to give their own skin cells to make an embryo model and make cells that will save their lives or solve their medical need? That is a scenario that should be considered. Um, this was uh, Hannah, a, um, I believe a scientist researcher. Um, before growing a model embryo t- for donor tissue, scientists could tweak the genetics um, tweak its genetics to ensure it did not develop a brain or nervous system, he added. But I mean, that's tweak, right? So what if you like untweaked it? I just, I don't know. That to me was just like a super interesting part of it. Um, cause I'm like, Ooh, clones. But you know, like I said, the idea of saying, Hey, we can make this tailor fitted to you and we could grow the organs and the things that you needed for the future. And you know, you could, you could use those. And it's also cool that they describe how, like, flexible the human cell is, that it can, like, at a very early state, it can, like, become whatever you kind of want it to be or a lot of, like, different type of things. And so, yeah, I just found this all interesting. Obviously, I'm not doing it any kind of justice, but please check out, um, you know, this complete model human embryo, either from The Guardian or wherever. Um, Because I would love to talk about this with some other people or maybe people with bigger brains on this issue and, like, maybe have a little bit more know or knack. Because, I don't know, I find it fascinating. Uh, All right, moving on to some, uh, I guess you can say, social news that has become now legal news. Um, Family vlogger Ruby Frank and business partner Jody Hildebrandt will remain held without bail, Judge says. Family vlogger Ruby Frank... And her business partner, Jody Hildebrandt, will continue to be held without bail until their next scheduled court appearance, Judge Eric Gentry said during a virtual hearing on Friday. Frankie and Hildebrandt were each charged with six counts of felony child abuse by the Washington County's Attorney's Office last week. 
each count carries a prison sentence up to 15 years and a, fi- a fine of $10,000. The two were arrested on August 30th after law enforcement found Frankie's eman- emaciated 12-year son with open wounds and duct tape on his ankles and wrists after he had escaped from Hildebrandt's home. Frankie's 10-year-old daughter was found in similar malnourished condition at Hildebrandt's home. So, shit. Like, that's that's some crazy shit. And I, I'm not super familiar with this vlogger. Apparently, she refers to herself as, like, a momfluencer. But um, I just know that, like, I mean, at least towards the top of September, I started hearing this. Um, there's a excerpt from page six where YouTuber Frankie, Ruby Frankie, previously denied child abuse after son Chad slept on a beanbag for like seven months. Uh, essentially, he had been doing a prank and for punishment, she said that you can't sleep in this room anymore. You have to sleep somewhere else. So pick somewhere else. And I guess the best he you know figured out of his options was like, I guess I'll sleep in this beanbag chair. And that was all he was allowed to sleep on for months. Um, she denies this, the YouTube got like deleted, all this kind of shit, but apparently this is a very scandalous situation. They had a lot of very like controversial, you know, takes about like, you know, if your kids are doing things that you don't agree with, you're like, you should just be allowed to just like shun them, not talk to them. Like, I don't know. It it just seemed very edgy, very controversial. And then just to see, you know, apparently behind the scenes, you actually peek behind the curtain and there's just literal actual abuse. And not to mention, it's abuse that's like more or less documented. People are literally seeing. There's neighbors calling about it. And, um, you know, the DCFS or whatever it is. Uh, what is it? Department of, uh, Department of Child and Family Services. Um, you know, they, they say they went out a couple of times. There was a couple of situations, I believe, um, 2022. And there's also one in 2020. But there wasn't anything like fruitful, I guess, that really came out of it until, you know, now. Um, it seems like, you know, at least the police and, um, you know, in, in, what is it, the trial system or whatever, you know, with the, the bail, you know, being withheld, that's pretty big. So it seems like they're really responding to it. But it is seem like there's going to be um, maybe some independent investigating on DCFS for like, you know, their, their lack of, you know, attentiveness here, handling here. And, you know, there's some people saying, well, hey, maybe it's like kind of situation of, you know, people are maybe starstruck or, you know, there's a there's maybe enough to say, hey, they're flexing on the kids and, you know, you know, the the Franks or whatever. And then the, you know, stories maybe get changed. They go, oh, well, maybe I might believe it. Maybe, you know, this is just like this mom fluencer stuff and I'm just not getting it. But once again, if you're in the scene, you're in social service, you should be able to spot these signs. Like, I'm not really trying to play devil's advocate for these people. You know, like, this is your job. And if you see something very bad here, you should be calling that out. You should be talking about it, addressing it. And um, if there aren't valid answers, then, yeah, there should be actions taken. So, yeah, I mean, this was a fucked up story. I, I didn't really know if I was going to talk about it. Or I just kept seeing it, seeing it, seeing it. Um, if I learn any more, if I decide to go fully down that rabbit hole, because I know there's a lot of, like, YouTube reactions to this shit, like, documentary-style shit. And I'm like, I really don't want to hit this this K-hole, but I might. I might for y'all. I might for my newsies. All right, we have one more story to cover, and then I'll let you go for the Sunday fun day. All right. You know, I'm taking my break, though.
Ooh, yeah. Okay. Uh, this is from WITN. Grand jury indicts Greenville mayor pro tem for withdrawing money from dead man's bank account. So this is pretty fucking savage. Um, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's talk about it. A grand jury has indicted an Eastern Carolina city council member for allegedly withdrawing fron- funds from a dead man's bank account. A Pitt County grand jury indicted Greenville mayor pro tem Rose Glover on two counts of obtaining property by false pretense. According to the indictment, the false pretense consisted of the following. The defendant withdrew funds from an account owned by Howard Connor, a First Citizens Bank and Trust Company representing she and the authority to withdraw the funds when in fact she did not and Howard Connor was deceased. Uh, the indictment happened on June 7th and June 11th in 2020, or 2019, I'm sorry. An obituary says Connor was a retired Greenville police lieutenant who died on June 6th of 2019. So, yeah, I mean, look, we say ACAB on this podcast, but God damn. <laughs> uh, pro Tim, she was like, nah, I'm just going to just take mine. I'm just, this is, how about for me? How about some for me? You're already gone. So, like, you know, give me, give me that. Uh, it's pretty fucked up, but um, Pitt County Sheriff Office Sergeant Lee Darnell said that the original investigation was requested by former uh, Greenville Police Chief Mark Holtzman due to a conflict of interest at the department. So I can kind of imagine maybe they get hit to this story and they're like, they're mad, like, oh, she came for us. And they like they probably went like full blue wall. And like, you know, and it seems like this guy was like, look, we're going to bind our P's and Q's here. Because I've rarely heard of a police officer, chief, whoever, actually citing and using like conflict of interest before an incident usually it is like you know after the fact and like it's like oh yeah no internal affairs even said this that this was a conflict of interest and you breached that uh in this situation they're like no we're gonna mind our p's and q's here we're gonna go along around the bend and we're gonna get this motherfucker and uh they got her so yeah i mean um glover was booked at the pitt county detention center under twenty five thousand unsecured bond twenty five thousand dollars i'm sorry uh, not Singapore dollars, and has been since bonded out. Records show she has a uh, Thursday morning court date. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Um, and that's it. That's the uh, that's the article. That's the story. That's that's the news. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully, I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye bye. Mwah.